The text for this morning's message is going to be in the book of 1 Kings. First Kings chapter two. I want to read a verse of scripture that's kind of spoken to my heart, given me some instructions about how to be a father and the impact that I can have, and hopefully it can uh, lay some of that to your heart through the help of the Holy Spirit this morning. First Kings chapter two, we're going to read verse one through verse four. First Kings chapter two. Verse 1 says, Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die. And he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. And keep the charge of the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest, and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. That the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Let's bow our heads. Father, we come in great thankfulness in great uh, appreciation to be able to gather around your word today to sing your praises of your goodness, your mercy, your faithfulness, Lord, of all that you have done for us. And ask now that as we come to your word to consider it, that you would help us to have open minds and open hearts. Help us to uh, be receptive and give us understanding as only you can do. And, and help me to preach the word as it is, as it is true and let me stay faithful to it, Lord. I just ask for your moving among us and your, your work among us now, and I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. So there's a few holidays that I kind of stop and actually preach a, a message that's themed to that. I don't really do that all the time. I'll try to maybe work it into a message, but there's some times that I'll stop and... and and address it. And Father's Day is one of them. And it's not self-serving. It's not because I'm a dad and I want to talk about dads. So we're going to talk about dads today. No, it's because of the importance of the position God has given. Dad is a great name, isn't it? That's a great job. You know, I have a lot of titles. I have the title at work. I have the title of Pastor Ryan. But there's a couple that stand out. Number one is husband. I, I really... Love that title. But right there along with it is Dad. I love to be called Dad or Daddy or whatever your kids might call you. That's a precious thing, isn't it? It's a precious thing. It's a great responsibility, too, as we'll talk about, but it's totally worth it. You know, I used to think what life would be like when I had kids, and I couldn't really consider it because, you know, I had wanted for so long to be married. We were engaged five years before... Well, no, we were not, we dated five years. We were engaged a couple years before we got married. So that was a long time coming. As I just want to enjoy me and my wife, and this is so great. And isn't it going to mess it up if we bring a couple kids into the mix? You know, naive, younger thinking. And we waited about oh, we waited a few years, five five or so years to have kids. 
And then the, the first little rugrat comes along and you realize right away, wow, this is like even more awesome. This is totally better than I could have ever thought about. It's like God enlarges our capacity for love when we have kids. Well, of course he does. It's his perfect plan, right? And I couldn't think of life any other way. The scripture is true when it says children are a blessing from the Lord. So yeah, dads, the responsibility is big, but I don't think we'd rather do anything else. But I, I want you to consider this too, especially in the time that we live in. There is a, a, a tremendous blessing from God to be the father and the head of the home as the scriptures has, have laid out for us. It's becoming increasingly more and more dangerous to be you. Because if you really think about it, and I say this a bit tongue-in-cheek, but hope you understand what I'm saying, right-wing extremism is taking a new face, and that is a man and woman married with children. That is becoming evil in society's eyes. And we know that society is becoming increasingly hostile to any form of biblical standard. And the family, we know this, the family's long been in the crosshairs. That's from day one. Satan is there in the garden trying to bring division between Adam and Eve, and we see what happens with Cain and Abel. And right from the get-go, Satan's aim has been on the very building block of society to take it down. And at the center of those crosshairs, make no mistake, is the Father. The Father. Satan wants you disabled, Dad. He wants you distant and disengaged and distracted. Because if he can be successful at that, at getting you not to do your job, which he's called you to do, well, then the rest will take care of itself. And society is no help. You remember the talk a while ago about toxic masculinity and... and the kind of fire that that set off, there has been a systematic attack on the male figure. And there seems to be, in the day that we live in, a trying to blend all of the genders into one. We know that. We see it. And society is quick to step in when the father figure is absent to educate on what a man should or should not be. Well, let me just say, there is such a thing as biblical masculinity. There is such a thing as a godly man, and the Bible is clear on what it means to be that. One that is a loving man who loves his wife, one that leads his house in the way of God, one that, above all, is faithful in his service to his Lord. And now, more than ever, dads, we need to step up. We are needed in the families, needed in the home. So I want to turn our attention just a bit to the text here. As David is at the end of his life and he's giving some parting words to his son Solomon. Solomon's going to be the next ruler and he's going to take over the kingdom when it's at its highest level. The kingdom was successful under David. David had done a lot of good. A lot of good and godly things. And Solomon's going to step up and take that to the next level. You understand, fathers, we're training the next generation of church members. 
We're training the next generation of husbands and fathers. And what our goal is, is to take it, take the family and protect the family as much as we can, take the church of God to the highest that we can, of course, with the Lord's help. We understand that. But we want to take it to the highest level that we can and then tell our sons, hey, step up here. Our daughters, step up here. And you guys take it beyond whatever we could do. That's what David's doing. And that's what Solomon would do, by the way. But here at the end of his life, David is saying some very important things to him. And there's a lot of father-son passages we could go to in Scripture. I simply want to maybe pull out a couple principles for us to, to, to consider here this morning. I want you to notice or think about this morning the importance of a father's influence. The importance of a father's influence. Look at verse 1. The days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son. Charged. Give him a charge. This is a serious conversation. This is a heart-to-heart. He's taking him to himself and saying, Listen, son, listen closely. This is important. He's speaking into his son's life here, saying words to him, giving him instruction that's going to guide the rest of Solomon's life. Do you do that, Dad? Can we start with that question? Do we do that? Or all they hear from us is annoyed responses. Like, I'm busy. Stop that. Knock it off. (laughs) We seem to be good at that, right? Do we step away, take time like David here says, Listen, son, and daughters, listen, daughters need their dad. They need instruction from their dad on on what a godly man looks like. I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but let me say this. Your daughter, dad, will look for a man that has the same qualities as you. So show them what a godly man is like. So yes, we, we, should, we as dads ought to be speaking into our sons' lives or our daughters' lives when we see the chance to, hey, let me tell you, this is very important. And I, I don't believe this was the first time that David did this, and I don't believe it happened by accident or it wasn't empty words. I think that David did this often. And the words that he said were backed up by living. And I can say that because we know a lot about David. Aside from Jesus, we have the most information recorded in the Bible about the life of David. From pretty much start to finish, we have it all. His good and the bad, which I think is awesome about Scripture because it shows us the shortcomings of these faithful men and women. No, David wasn't perfect. You need to understand that too. Well, I I can't instruct my kids this way because I've done this or I've done that. I can't be the the godly example. Did not David mess up royally (laughs) a couple times? He did, didn't he? David wasn't perfect. But yet, what does Scripture say about him in 1 Samuel 13 and in Acts chapter 13? That David is called a man after God's own heart. Even with all the mess-ups, David was still a man after God's own heart. David wasn't perfect. None of us are. So don't let that hold you back, Dad, from doing your job. In fact, Solomon saw how David handled his shortcomings. 
Solomon witnessed his father's walk and it impacted his life. That influence was there. The influence of David was there upon his son. And I say this because in just the next chapter, Solomon said this. He says this about Solomon. Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David my father great mercy. Solomon would see that. God, you've had a lot of mercy on my dad. Even though he's had all these mess-ups and all these trip-ups, you've had a lot of mercy. You've shown unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on the throne as it is this day. Solomon saw God's working in his dad's life, and it had an impact on him. They're watching us, dads. They're watching you. You are the head of the family. And the burden of the family falls on you. And we need to realize we have tremendous influence this morning. They will carry things we say with them for the rest of their lives. No, Dad said, do it like this. <laughs> this is how you fill in the blank. Why? Because at some point, maybe your dad showed you. And if somebody, else dad, somebody else's dad showed them how to do it another way, they're wrong because my dad said this way. <laughs> we hold on to those things, right? And we can influence them in all kind of areas of life, how to, how to speak respectfully to, to people that are older than them, how to be polite, how to have manners, which is needed. Kids need those training, and especially in today's day and age. Those things are needed. We can influence them on how to do the things a boy should do or, or how to do the things a girl should do. We can try to influence them in those different areas. There's a lot of areas we can have influence, but number one needs to be in spiritual things. And are we influencing them in godly ways, or are we more concerned with leaving other things with them? Our attention or inattention to these will have a lasting and often eternal impact. There's some statistics I came across I just want to set before you. When mom comes to Christ, 17% of the time the rest of the family will follow. When it's dad who comes first, 93% of the time the family follows. You see the impact we can have? But even then, on a regular Church day on a Sunday morning, 61% of churches are female and 39% are male. Usually only about two out of six professing Christian men attend church regularly while the rest don't really see the need to go to church on a regular basis. Just as many Christians will divorce as non-Christians will. And 33% of children today, and this, these statistics are a couple years old, 33% of children will go to bed without dad even being home. We have an impact. We have an important place in the home. We can go on with all kinds of different 
um, statistics and staggering facts, things that make us sad. Very simply, just let me say this morning, our kids and our wives need us to, they need us, period. They need us to be there. They need us to be engaged, involved, leading, loving them as God has called us to do. We do that. We put the family on the pedestal for God to be seen. So how do we do that, dads? How are some ways that we can influence? Because David says here in verse 2, he says, Listen, I'm going the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show thyself a man. Be strong and show thyself or prove yourself a man. How do we do that? How do we have that kind of influence that we should? First, you have to have your own relationship with God right. There ought to be a time each day, Dad, that you have set aside before you go to work, before you um, take on the responsibilities of the day that you are setting aside to read the Scripture and to pray and talk to your Heavenly Father. And in those prayers, I don't care, if, I don't care what your age is or how many kids you have or how grown they are or whatever. What should be in that prayer is, Lord, help me to be the husband and father I need to be today. Because there's going to come things to get you off track throughout the day to get your mind distracted. And if we're, if we're saying, Lord, help me today to be the husband I need to be, the father I need to be, it's going to put us on the right track for that day. That's got to be step one. Spending time with our father in our relationship as he leads us. And then we lead and love our family. Love your wife. Love your wife. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us that, right? Husbands, love your wife. We can't be the proper dad without that. Let me just let you know, your marriage comes before your kids. Your marriage comes before your kids. Your wife is number one. Does that, we hear that and that makes us say, oh, well, the kids are down here now and they're way down on the list. No. But we are called to love our wives first. A healthy marriage leads to a healthy home. A healthy marriage leads to healthy, well-rounded kids who grow up knowing what a proper husband and a proper wife should look like. And the kids will see it when it's off. They'll know they're smart. And the influence we can have on them in, as dads, as being a husband, they will carry with them for the rest of their lives. Their, our sons will go into their marriage thinking it's okay to do this or that or this is what a, a husband should be because they saw it in us. Daughters will go into their marriage as they, they become wives and have that uh, uh, picture of what a husband should or should not be because they saw it in us as being their dad and husband to their mother. And quite often, we fail in this, and we, we don't correct where we should be. And what it can do, and this is what has happened in society, is it can set a cycle going. Where we're teaching our kids improper things about marriage, and they carry that into the next, and teach their kids, and it keeps on going. And we ought to stop, and as we grow in our own relationship with our Heavenly Father, say, Lord, help me first to be the husband that I need to be. 
and then we be the father we need to be. There's many ways we can influence our children. The first is really kind of practical. Just be there and get involved. Be there. Man, there is such a call, especially nowadays with the way the economy is and the demands of how much things cost and how much money we have to make. There's a demand and a pull to to always be working. Now, it's right and scriptural to provide for the home. In fact, isn't it Paul that tells Timothy, if any will not provide for his, his own house, he's worse than an infidel? It's a good thing to, and a godly thing to provide for the house. But you know what? Let's be careful to draw the line of providing for the house and being in the house. <laughs> we need to be home. We need to be home. Having that interaction, having that influence with our kids in many different ways. You know, I know how to do a lot of different things. I know a little bit about plumbing, a little bit about AC work. I know a little, about, a little bit about digging ditches and working on cars. That's not because I watched YouTube. Nowadays, if you don't know how to do something, you just YouTube it and you become an, an expert in five to seven minutes and then you can fix whatever. No, I, we didn't have YouTube back then. I'm sounding really old when I just said that. We didn't have YouTube back then. I, you know how I learned all those things? Guess what? AC broke at the house. Dad say, hey, Ryan, come on. Let me, let me show you what you need to do. Digging ditches, grab a shovel. Let's get to laying some sprinkler pipe, you know. I didn't like it at the time, maybe. But now I understand what he was doing. Teaching me, influencing me, just on very practical things in life. I have many memories with my dad. And they're not like these big giant excursions. It's the everyday things. Why? Because he made it a point to be there in the house. I've said many times, 4.45 comes along, dad's walking in the door like a, like a clockwork. Every day he's coming home. And most of the time we'd be involved in doing yard work or goofing around or wrestling with dad or doing something around the house or just... Sitting around. I remember the times he would drive me to school in his old big blue truck and <laughs> singing Aerosmith at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I was on the radio. You know, you're kind of trying to sink down in the seat because you're a little bit embarrassed, but just stuff like that that you can probably think of with your own fathers. Things that I think are priceless. Why? Because dad was there. I didn't give a rip what I had or bikes or, or I don't now. Let me say that. I don't care the possessions that I had. We didn't have much. I don't even remember half of the stuff that I really wanted at the time. Now I look back and I'm thankful I got to spend time with my dad. In my childhood, that shaped me. We have that opportunity now, dads. And they need it. They need it. This means more than anything that was ever bought. Because in reality, your kids want you. They don't want stuff. They want you. Your presence is worth far more than any present that you can give them. So spend time with them. Talk with them. Help them be there. Not just practically, but spiritually as well. We've already said your personal relationship with God is vital, not just for you, but for your family. 
Does your family see you open this book and read it? Do they see you sitting at a table or in your office? Not with this, but with the Bible. Do they hear this from you? Or do they hear the latest stats of Facebook? Do you know what she said? Guess who posted this? Guys, look at this story. Let me tell you about this. I think we all have room to grow there, don't we? Do they hear you talk about scriptures? Do they see you conform your life to it and see that, that he is first overall? Do they see Jesus in you, Dad? And do they see you in Christ as you seek to abide in him so that you may bear forth fruit, as the scriptures say? Do they experience you leading them in Bible studies and in prayer and in faithful worship to His house. They are watching, they are learning, they are imitating everything. So let us give them good things, especially spiritual things to imitate. We cannot expect them to be faithful if we never show them what that looks like. So let's talk with them and teach them about God. Proverbs twenty-three twenty-six says, My son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. What do they see? Back in the text, look what he says in verse 4. That the Lord may continue His word which He spake concerning me. That the Lord may continue His word to you as He has continued with me. You know what? It would be good for us to tell our children what great things God has done for us. How the Lord has been faithful to His Word and how He has continued to be faithful. I'm here because my dad passed on some spiritual things to me as his dad passed on some spiritual things to him and I am doing my best to influence my son and daughter. Will the faith continue because of your faithfulness as a father? Does that make sense? Are we pulling our children aside? Listen. I'm going to charge you with something. I'm going to lay something into your heart. There's going to come a time when I go the way of all the earth. The Lord knows when that may be. And I want to have the kind of impact that my grandfather and my father have had on me. There's one thing I can say unequivocally about my grandfather. My grandfather loves his wife and he loves the church. I could say the same about my dad. My dad loves his family and my dad loves the work of the Lord. And he loves his grandkids. (laughs) What are people going to say about me? Dad really loved his car. Dad really loved his dog, which I love them both. But over and above, will the influence, and I'm talking the influence that I have on them from the day to day, will the influence be enough to show, you know what, Dad really loved Mom, and Dad really loved us, and Dad really loved the Lord. Well, you know what? 
I don't know how you may have messed up in the past. I don't know if things are going sideways now. It doesn't matter. Stop. Ask the Lord for forgiveness if that's the case. And let's start right now, right here, to be the dad that God has called us to be. That may mean we got to apologize to our kids. That may mean say, hey, some things are going to change in the household. But these things are infinitely more important and valuable to our children, aren't they? So that's the influence. David is about to give instruction, which we're, just, we're going to spend a little bit uh, rest of the time, but he's about to give instruction that is going to be already supported by the influence he, that he has. Solomon could show himself a man because he was shown how to be a man by his father. So let's look, secondly, at a father's instruction. These are the things David tells him. And David's words and his charge is backed up by the action. He's already lived in front of his son. So Solomon's not going to take this as dad just saying something. No. These words have weight because of the example of David. Verse 3 He says, keep the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the law of Moses. Keep the charge given to you. Keep the word of God that has been given to you and keep it as it has been written. He's telling his son, continue in the word of God. Continue to walk in the truth of God. You see what is central there? There's a lot of things David could have said. The first thing out of his mouth is you stay true to the Lord and his word. We're instructed to teach our children in those ways. Ephesians 6, Fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Proverbs 22, 6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Verse, uh, Proverbs 1 and 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. We ought to be teaching and instructing our children in the way of the Lord. Tell them why we believe what we believe. Tell them why we do things the way that we do. You know, listen, we come to the church house to learn and to worship and to exalt God and His Word, but that's not the only house that those things should be taking place in. It should be happening in your house, in my house. Don't leave it to me to tell your kids about God. I'll be here Sunday mornings and afternoons and Wednesday nights, but Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they need to hear it from you. Tell them how much God loves them. I was saved in a church service, but there was instruction going on at home that prepared me for that. There were some questions I asked mom and dad that were answered at home that prepared my heart for the moment that I placed my faith in Him. Is that happening at your home? If it's not, let's get on it. Turn off the TV. Turn off the social media. Turn off all that stuff and... Let's teach our children about God. Tell them who He is and why we worship and how much He loves them. Tell them about your experiences with God and let them hear the instruction of that from you. Deuteronomy chapter 6 is a passage we know well, but we kind of cut it off at the start. There's some things there at the 
that, are, that come after it. You've heard the first part, right? The words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart, and you should teach them diligently to your children, and talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. We've heard that, right? We're familiar with that, but there's more to it. He goes on to say, And when thy son asketh thee in the time to come, <clears throat> saying, What mean the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which the Lord God, God hath commanded you? Why do we do these things? Why do we not do some of the things that the world do? And why, why do we go to church? And Your kids are going to ask those questions eventually. What's the answer? Then thou shalt say unto thy son, We were Pharaoh's bondmen in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before the Lord our God as he hath commanded us. Let me tell you why we do some things. Because God is a great Savior and God is merciful and God is righteous. And it's, it's the least we can do to honor and to worship Him. Is that kind of conversation taking place in your home? If not, let's put them in place, Dad. Let's change the climate of the home so that we are doing what we should. Quite often, Mom is already thinking along those lines. It's just a blessed thing about a mother. Mothers step up when dads fail. And God, there's just that beautiful, wonderful design of God in a woman to have that kind of heart. But he's called us men as husbands, us men as dads, to step up and take the lead in that. So let's do that. Again, it's our responsibility. David did this. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4, or you can listen if I, as I turn there. Proverbs chapter 4. I was struck as much as... I was struck as I was reading the first few Proverbs, as much as one phrase kept repeating itself. My son, listen. My son, listen. As Solomon is writing these things, he's doing so as he's instructing his sons the same way David instructed him. He's passing it on. In Proverbs chapter 4, look at verse 1. My, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Are you giving your kids good doctrine? Are you instructing them on some things maybe that in the end don't matter as much as you think they do? Tell them how to earn money. Tell them what it means to steward money well. Yeah. But above that, teach them about God. Tell them how to turn a ranch or, or change a spare tire or how to build or how to do things with their hand. Fine. But above that, give them the good doctrine of God, of who He is and how to be a godly man, a godly woman. There are some things that take preeminence. Am I giving my children good doctrine? For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son. This is Solomon speaking about David. I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of him, my mother. He taught me and also said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. David taught his children. <laughs> Again, let me just bring that back up. David taught his children even when he failed. You know who Solomon's mom is, right? It's Bathsheba. 
The one major mess up, you're talking adultery, murder, cover-ups, lying. That's pretty big. You think they kept that from Solomon? Shh, don't tell him what happened. <laughs> no, I think Solomon knows the story of his mom and dad. And he also knows things like Psalm 51. Maybe his dad read it to him. Said, hey, you know what? I messed up. This is, this is a song I wrote of repentance. David is not a perfect man, but he does his best to be a godly father. How about you and I do that? I'm not a perfect man. I don't dad the best way. <laughs> I can give you some advice on maybe what's helped me. I'm still trying to figure it out. I've never done this before. <laughs> still new at it, though I'm almost 13 years in. I'm still, I've still got the teenage years to go. And they ain't looking too fun. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but you know what? I'm going to try to be the best godly father I can be with all of my might. Solomon saw all of that, and sometimes maybe it's our fear that our mistakes will negate our words. They didn't do that for Solomon, did they? You don't find him writing, yeah, Dad tried to tell me some stuff, but it was all hogwash because, you know, look what he did in his life. You know, like we do with just about everybody else we talk to. Oh, they messed up. They can't be true. No, that wasn't the case. David handled it correctly. David repented of his sin, and David did his best to stick by God. You know what? saw that it was good doctrine and he was a godly father and he passes on the same to his kids. David's handling of his own mistakes didn't negate his words. They helped enforce what it means to walk with God in a right way to his son. That yes, we're going to fail. And yes, we need to repent. And God has great mercy on us and he restores us and he brings us back. Oh, I hope my kids see that. Not that I want to mess up royally, no, no. But the things that I do mess up, and I hope they see me handled correctly and they see God's mercy on my life. Perfection is not the goal, dads. God is the goal. So how about we do our best to lead our families to Him and by Him and with Him? Perhaps it's time to step up or perhaps it's time to keep doing what you're doing. But David says here to his son, show yourself a man. And though he's speaking to his son, in reality that hits my own heart. Show myself a man. Each and every day, a godly father, a godly husband. Because we have the best example, don't we? We have our Father in Heaven. We have our Father in Heaven. I just want to finish out with this thought. Maybe you grew up in a home with parents who were married and godly and doing the right thing, or, and everything was solid and God-centered, or maybe not. Maybe the home was broken. Maybe, maybe you had good parents, but they didn't care anything for God. I don't know the case. Maybe you felt the, the sting of failures on your parents. And, you know, I know how divorce can affect a, a, a family. I've watched my parents divorce after 28 years of marriage. 
And I know how that can rock the boat. Maybe you have a strong father figure. Maybe you have a mediocre father figure. Or maybe you have none. Maybe you weren't taught some of these things. And maybe, you're, maybe your thoughts of a father are not good at all. You know, that can be the case for many people we meet. I don't know that this morning, but I know this. You have a perfect, loving, wonderful father in heaven, God. Scripture uses many terms to describe God. Holy, the I Am, the Almighty, the Creator, the King of Heaven. But the most special one that it uses is Father. Father. We are taught to pray to our Father who art in Heaven. You see, He is in Heaven above all. Earthly fathers will make mistakes. Earthly fathers can mess up. Earthly fathers can leave. But not God. God is always there. He tells us in Psalm 68, He is the Father to the fatherless. He says in Deuteronomy and in Hebrews that I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is our Father God. I pray that you have that relationship with Him this morning. Is He your Father? Can you talk to Him as your earthly father and rely on Him and feel His love in your life and in your heart? Galatians chapter 3 tells us this in verse 26. It says, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Faith is the key. We know the Bible tells us and is clear that we have been separated from God by our sin, that we are condemned and facing eternal hell, but God loves us so much He sent His Son to die for us that we might become His child. You spend time with that, the time with the love of God for us who are sinners and blasphemous and separated from Him, yet He loves us so much that He would give Himself to die on the cross for our sins that we might become His child. That's love. A father's love. Love for a prodigal son. Only dads understand that parable. And being a dad has opened my eyes to the love of God for me. By faith, we could be forgiven of our sins and become His child through the salvation that Christ offers us on that cross. But we must place our faith in Him, and that's where it starts. And like any good father, He's going to instruct us. He's going to influence us. He's going to call us to be like Him. And that's why baptism and church membership and all that become important. Because it's bringing us closer to our Father and helping us to be more like Him. But it starts with faith. And I, I pray this morning, if you don't know the Lord and free pardon of sin and you don't know Him as your Father, you don't know Him as your Savior, that even this morning you would bow before Him and ask forgiveness of your sins and know and believe that Jesus died on that cross and shed His blood to cover your sin and forgive you of your sin and give you eternal life and redeem you back to the Father. Galatians 4 says, 
When the fullness of time was come, God sent His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir through Christ. Again, we could spend so much time there with what God has called us, but that speaks to me of the love and the faithfulness of God our Father. That He would call us from sinners to sonship as we continue to follow and be faithful to Him. And that we can have that relationship with Him. Adopted by Him. Oh, there's an awesome relationship waiting for you with God if you do not have it. A new life, a heavenly home, a relationship of walking with Him as part of His people. Verse 6 says we can call Him Abba. Again, as I said this morning as we read the Scripture, it's one of the sweetest words that I can hear is Daddy. I hear it at night. Good night, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. Good morning. (laughs) It's awesome and I love it. I hear that and I listen. If the TV's on or I'm outside working or playing with the dog or whatever, I hear that. Daddy, I'm, I'm listening. What's going on? My kids have my ear whether it's said in fear or joy, like they're happy or they're scared of something or whatever, I hear it. My kids have my ear and we have God's. You realize that? We have God's ear. Cry out to God, Father, He's listening. That's the relationship that He has for us if we would place our faith in Him for salvation, if we would follow Him faithfully. He is a Father when... Earthly fathers fail. He is the father that us earthly fathers try to live up to be the example, right? And I want them, I want my kids to see God in me. I want my kids to hear about their heavenly father from me, their earthly father. So that when my time comes to go home, I can say the same as David. Show yourself a man. Be a godly man or be a godly woman. And it won't be something new to them. It's been something that I've been preparing them for all of my life. All of their lives. Well, dads, maybe it's time we step up to that. That we do our best, even if there's failures in the past, even if we've gotten off track, whatever it may be, wherever you find yourself this morning. Maybe it's time we stop and make a decision. You know what? There's some things I need to do. I need to be a better husband. I need to be a better dad. We're going to need God's grace, right? We're going to need His mercy to do that. But maybe it's time we, we look, as I have in my own heart, and say, you know what? It's time for me to step up. Because they are going to need that as they go out into this world. And they're going to be hit from every angle with false 
narratives and false truths and all that comes along with society right now. Let the home be where God is shown and seen and taught. Well, that's up to us, isn't it? Let's bow our heads. Father, such a privilege to call you that. What a blessing it is that we can bow before you, God Almighty, and approach you as our Father. Thank you so much for your your love and your mercy and your grace to us. That you would reach down to us who are sinners and provide redemption for us so that we can be redeemed back to you and adopted as sons. You are so loving and so merciful. I ask, Lord, that you would use the words that have been spoken above all your word and the truth that it has shown us today. You would help me as a dad and as a husband to step up to the place where I need to be, Lord. To have the right influence on my children, to give the right instruction, and to proclaim you to them each and every day. Help me where I fail, Lord. Be with the fathers and husbands of this body here, Lord, and all this, all that would listen or watch this, Lord, that you would do the same for them. Strengthen us. Help us, Lord, to lead the families as we should. I thank you for the gift of your family, the gift of fathers and mothers, and the love that you have allowed us to experience in that setting. We thank you above and beyond that for the love that you have to us. So please use these words and move among us as only you can and as you see fit, Lord. I ask this in the mighty, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.